Hello, I'm Susan Dunlop and welcome to episode 40 of Coffee and Contemplation with Susan. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you've been here before, welcome back. Um, I'm going to introduce my guest soon, but before I start, I would just like to um, just give you some background on Coffee and Contemplation with Susan. The intention was to get women from every generation of life to come and share their story because every woman has got a story. And I find that the people who've listened so far have managed to pick up small snippets or large snippets of takeaways that they can apply to their own lives, which I think is helpful and also um, just brings in a, that sort of the sharing of conversation from you know, 19 year olds to 90 year olds, or at the moment, we're going to be talking to someone in their 50s. So um, we're going midway for the 40th episode. Um, today's show is talking to Julia Carter. So welcome, Julia. Thank you so much, Susan. Yeah. It's lovely to have you be here today. Uh, and it was lovely that Julia asked me basically to test my boundaries one more time. And where I was sort of originally setting my goal to do 40 episodes, and that was just sort of a podcast of an audio type that um, I just was going to look back and see how far I came with that in my own learning curve. Julia being this absolutely amazing creator of the art around us here in her studio in Noosa uh, said, oh, can't we do it on video? And I went, okay, okay, I can do it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're going to give that a shot today. And in my first is worst dare to suck type of... Um, <laughs> attitude we'll just see how we roll uh so yeah julia and i met i think 15 years ago mm. um i actually met julia through a piece of her artwork that i found at the noosa art gallery and uh, it was the flowers of timbiwa so it was a beautiful wildflower painting and i think that was actually in julia's first couple of years of painting um even though she's obviously a, an artist mm. before that but as i always say this is not my story so that is where I first met Julia and I'd like to just now let to, um, Julia tell her story and maybe if we start with, let's go back to the beginning, you know, what are your fondest memories mm. that maybe made this creator in you come out? Mm. Um, well, I think one of the very first memories of being creative was uh, spending time with my grandmother, mainly on the weekends we'd go over and have a lovely dinner and then we'd settle down with my gran and we'd We'd create, we'd make so many different amazing things. I'd do peg dolls, crochet, knitting. Uh, we would uh, just um, just create generally and uh, anything was possible. And she was so nurturing and so supportive that every time I made anything, she'd say, oh, did you do that? And it was just so special. And now I've got grandchildren and I'm actually able to say that to them, oh, which means yeah, so amazing. much. Yeah. yeah. And you were saying too that you've only just recently heard that your grandfather um, was an artist. I know. Um, it was an amazing thing. I actually went to a psychic lady and she said, oh, I have someone coming through and they were saying how they really love what I do. They're with me when I paint and they love to paint too. And I didn't know who it was. And she said, it's a, a, an elderly man. And um, so I, I went and asked my mum and she said, oh, yeah, Grandpa was a, an amazing painter. He won an Australian award, was in a, a, a national magazine for art. And I never knew. And this is, you know, 20 yeah. years on. So it's good. So it's in your roots anyway, that, that yeah. whole creative streak. Mm -hmm. And when I met you, 
I know this probably will lead us into that next part that we always talk about, that's that, you know, the darkness to light. Um, I remember that you, I think it was your first collection is what we bought from. Mm. And before that you were working as a preschool teacher, but something went wrong. So maybe yeah. shall we cover that now because there's yeah. so much lightness from you. I think we'll move yeah, definitely to so much totally. lightness. Can we talk about that? Definitely. Um, yes, I came from England originally. I was uh, coming out as a backpacker and met my husband nearly straight away, which was amazing, 31 years ago, totally fell in love. Um, and then I didn't really mind what I was doing, but I worked with Noosa Council on some uh, different projects and ended up working with children. So I decided I'd go and do early childhood teaching. And it was seven years in working with preschool out in the Mary Valley. And then one day I came to school early and workmen had taken the veranda away. And as I stepped outside to set up the class outside, uh, I fell a long way onto concrete and oh, injured no. my back really badly. And then I ended up, you know, spending the next two years really recovering and, and quite dark times, mm. to be honest. And um, in that time, I began to do different creative things just to be positive and, you know, try and, and make sense of it all. And actually painting was one of the things I, I, I started doing and also pottery and jewellery making. Ah, more, okay. Mm. Mm. But out of the painting, it just began to take on its own life. And before I knew it, people wanted my painting and, and yeah, it just became all I wanted to do. Ah, and I said, I think in my intro on um, the Instagram post when I said I was going to have you on, there's a lot of magic in your painting. Like even here, like every piece of artwork in this room has got glitter or, <laughs> or sort of a shine of gold or yeah. lightness behind it. So is that your signature that you it is, bring that in? It is. I was, as I said, a preschool teacher and, and the sparkle is something that um, I am able to put into my work to represent the magic and I just don't think you can have never enough sparkle. <laughs> Yeah. And there's a piece that I've got like that, that we sit it in the light and it's got beautiful strips of gold up like in the layering that you've got. Yeah. You've got all these lovely layers of, you know, the wildflowers, mm. but then there's the grass and then there's little yeah. beetles. And, yeah. and then I there's... I think that comes glitter. back to the early childhood thing. It's a bit like Where's Wally? It's like find the little lady beetle and find the special words yeah. that are hidden in yeah. there. That's lovely. I think we, we end up buying, I think, eight pieces. I didn't realise. All, <laughs> all sorts of sizes. But, yeah, our house for a while there was actually just basically like your gallery. So. Yeah. Oh, that's really <laughs> special. I do have a lot of people who have actually collected my... I work over the years yeah and I do like to say when you buy my painting I come with it so it's really nice to be in touch with everybody and yeah. know where my my pieces have gone they are really part of me part yeah. of my soul oh they're just beautiful they are so lovely and you and you incorporate words throughout your artwork as well yeah. I've seen like you know there's um you know endless possibilities or infinite possibilities and... yeah I think uh when I did my degree back in England I did do literature and sculpture and the literature part does definitely 
really come into my work. I love quotes. I totally love quotes. And um, so, yeah, they're just all layered in to give the pieces extra meaning and really tell a story so the viewer can go into the work and they can go on a whole journey around the painting and discover things and really take the opportunity to reflect on their own life. And and they nearly all resonate in different ways with Mm. everyone. Yeah, I could see that. They're almost um, they're, they're meditative. I think that's what I've seen. It's like yeah. you know, I was looking before. Um, Julia's doing a chakra series, and we were just looking at the um, the, the root chakra. And you think, but it's sort of as you look at it, you don't see it all, but then you see further and further and further yeah. into it. Yeah. You know, but it's more that I'm actually relaxing to take the time to look at it. Mm. Yeah. When I begin a painting, I actually start with the meditation and I start by putting as much love and positive energy into the work as I can. And there's a lot of different little heart symbols in there that I put in at the beginning. Okay. And I believe that the energy hopefully goes out, you know, into the world wherever it's needed. Well, let's talk about the world. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, your art when I met you, it was almost like you did that for a therapy to come through that dark place yes. of having been, you know, stopped in your tracks. <laughs> yeah. And since then, I, I saw you were traveling internationally mm. and something to do with the Louvre. Oh, oh my God. Like, I know. So I, let's talk about like, how did you actually make that happen? You know? Yeah, it was really quite surreal. I was um, lucky to show my work in Melbourne at the into the big art fair there. And while I was there, somebody was an international curator who who saw my work and they invited me actually to show in a medieval castle in Ferrara in Italy. And I just remember at the time just ringing my husband and he said, oh, you don't know, you know, there's a lot of... um, strange people out there, (laughs) you know, it's probably not real. And so... Obviously, I followed it all up and it yeah. was. And and then from there, I got invited all over the place. I was in London and New York a lot of times. Oh, and really? Hong Kong and, yeah, uh, Paris um, and London. I think um, that was an amazing experience that I did for, you know, about 10 years. I was literally holding on for the ride. It was just incredible. I was just... Uh, from one place to the next, painting as hard as I could, but enjoying every minute. So you were painting overseas as you went? No, I did actually just paint here. Okay. Uh, but, you know, so I did four international shows one year and it was so much to do. So but much. it was incredible. They were all too good not to do. Yeah. And were they all big pieces? Or they the... all, all sorts of sizes. Okay. Yeah, all sorts of sizes. When I've done may, maybe five shows in Hong Kong and I'd take a series of, you know, smaller, medium and large pieces. Okay. Um, and, and, Really, it was a matter of painting to suit where I was showing as well. So okay. they were all different. So the pinch me moment, was that the castle? Oh, that was definitely a pinch me moment. Yeah. I think um, one of the last places that I did show internationally was in Paris in the Louvre. Yeah. And so um, that actually coincided with the Florence Biennale. So I knew I was coming to the end of that chapter because it was really exhausting. Okay. But I decided I would show in those two places and then finish that international chapter. 
Okay. I won't go into business. I'm just picturing the business side of this. Uh, must have been extraordinary on the other space. So we might talk about that some other time mm, rather than go into that. Yeah. So, um, what I was thinking about, though, we talked when we first met, like because we've both been through the 15 years journey since we first met um, and we were talking about that evolved woman mm. and you know where you're up to now so yeah where has that led you so internationally obviously is out of the picture with COVID yeah um, apart from maybe do people buy online or yes yes I yeah. did a recent commission for some lovely lady I met when I showed in Strasbourg she managed the hotel I stayed at and she um she commissioned a big piece for her place in in France so that was lovely there's no problem with the freighting overseas but now I just actually do like being home in Noosa yeah. in my gallery and so generally the uh, lovely clientele are in the local okay. area yeah and you've got some open studios that's right yeah. yes it's a lovely event mm. um it's my fifth year of being in the event uh where all the artists and the gallery owners in the noosa area open up for 10 days oh, wow. and all the um you know well at this stage queensland people can yeah. come and visit and it's great so you're sort of grounded as such so yeah. that's a, i think grounded but also more grounded you know totally. that you, you've actually you know reconnected to what you originally what i first I remember you, you yes. had that beautiful little cottage somewhere out here in the hinterland yes that... and we still have oh, that have ah. yes that's okay. actually probably the next chapter well cool. it will be yeah if everything goes to plan um it's a, a lovely, uh, amazing property that we've actually called Lumia. Okay. And in Aboriginal, that means here I rest, but in Latin, it's light. So in my mind, it's rest and light up. Okay. And um, I did want to do workshops there originally and called it the Hideaway Art Farm. And then with the um, international uh, things that happened, I wasn't able to do that. But now... I feel ready feel and ready. now is the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you're, um, are, you, are you going to teach art or is it, what is it you're well, going to do there? Well, uh, you were saying about evolving and I guess yeah. in that time since I first met you, I have become very, very, I suppose, spiritual in a way. I love how the magic happened so incredibly mm. at the time and has never stopped. So I know it's more than me yeah. and, um, and that's something I really love. I just... I uh, love my meditation. I do yoga. I'm actually doing uh, the crystal singing bowls. I'm learning African drumming. But oh. I just really want to bring it all together. Very and sensory. I, yeah. And I really want to meet other lovely people um, and, and just spend time uh, out there with people. And, and so I've called these retreats art and soul retreats. Ah, lovely. I think it's, it's the right time right now too. Yeah. Like I know um, like I've got daughters in their 20s and mm. they're very much seeking that type of, yeah. you know, they're trying to become a little bit more real and centred and yeah. find themselves. So I can imagine that you're going to have quite a wide range of yeah. um, interest from Definitely. the different decades of life. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would make life ridiculously fun for you? Oh, well, that's a funny question. <laughs> um, I think um, what springs to mind is what we were just talking about, about gathering these amazing people together out in that lovely property out um, near Umundi and, and putting on some great music, dancing, dressing up, painting together, having amazing oh. food and wine just really having lots and lots of fun out yeah. there in nature. Oh, that'd be amazing. So is it has it got accommodation? 
Uh, it doesn't have accommodation. No. There is there is the uh, possibility there. Okay. We have quite a lot of the the studio self contained. The house is uh, quite big, uh, but at this stage, it's just looking at you know days. days. Okay, but there's even um, there's plenty. I know um, just through our own business that we know people who own a lot of Airbnbs oh. out there. So a lot of people would actually quite easily be able to get to your property from um, Monday. That's so, right, yeah. and and there's so much else to do in the area. So would it be a great holiday thing to do? Oh, would wouldn't it? Yeah. So what else we talk about? So I was thinking about um, you know advice. So as a, a wise woman that you've become, <laughs> um, what what type of advice would you give girls in that first decade of womanhood or adolescence, that you know ten to nineteen year mm. old? What would you say to them that you wish you'd been told when, mm. when you were that age? Well, I think because I grew up being quite creative. Um, I was never told that's a great job you could do because it just wasn't it wasn't oh. a proper job back then. So even when I did sculpture and literature, I was still going to go back and do a postgraduate course in a proper job, interior design or something. But I think since then, this is the whole journey that I've been on has showed if you love what you do, mm. you're capable of anything. You can succeed at anything. So mm whatever it is find your passion and just mm. do that yeah you know? okay. and also there was something else I thought of because I did grow up fe feeling very strange and different oh, because I was always doing my own thing I didn't feel like I really fitted in and I think when uh now I look back there's a lot of people like that probably oh, uh, most so. people yeah. feel that they're different but I think that's good and I just think um, it's good to be different, but also you might not have met the right people. That's right. And yeah, you've got to right. find your tribe and, yeah. and then, you know, you're all the same and you can all support each other. I think so. And I think there's a lot of that, um, the space um, my husband Tom was talking about, there was a, a fellow who was saying, you know, when people say, oh, I'm anxious, and he said, well, if you were in my tribe, I would have had you as being the scout because I know that you would be alert. So mm. don't treat it as being something a negative. It's actually, you yeah. know, you actually have a quality in you mm. that would actually suit, you know, what, what the whole village needs. And I thought, totally. you know, so, yeah, just you've got to find that and just yeah. be comfortable with it, I think. And know? I think that is something for me now that I'm really just feeling comfortable with. Yeah. And so I feel so excited about this new chapter. I feel like I've got a half-life still to live and I'm just stepping into being my authentic self. Mm. And I think it does take that time. And mm. obviously people do do it a lot earlier, but I think most of the women I seem to be coming across in that sort of the 40s, 50s mm. are stepping into that space of, just being real and being mm. themselves and you know they're losing that sort of I mean not that ego is bad but I think um you're feeling that they're actually dropping into who they, who they really are. are yeah and mm. being okay with that that's right yeah um what I was going to ask you about so creativity wise mm. do you ever start some work and find that there's you're totally on the wrong path with it or do you continue through once you've actually started? Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I probably don't go straight into work without having a really great feeling about okay. it. It sort of is like a little seed or a baby growing. It, it really takes time until it's ready to birth. Okay. I, um, I really do have visions sometimes. I get some inspiration and I'm quite obsessed about seeing that through. And so when I start, it's really exciting. But before long, you do hit the next 
stage and there is sort of a, a, a saying that it's about thirds and the first stage is great the second one is like oh no I've ruined it oh okay and the last one is oh thank goodness and it's like a jellyfish on heat excitement <laughs> but sometimes that journey really shifts in a different direction and it's totally not what you were thinking oh really but now I've learned that that's such a natural part of it and I actually allow the painting to get you know lead the way oh okay actually there's I think um What's her name? Big Mag, Mag, sorry, Big Magic. Um, mm. Liz Gilbert. She yeah. said that. She said not to doubt the creative where it's going. No. Don't don't try and get in the way of it. No, yeah. no, it definitely speaks to you. Yeah. And I just find, you know, the more you sit and reflect, the more it reveals. And I'm yeah. especially finding that at the moment with these chakra paintings, mm. the things that are coming out to me are really profound and I'm just <laughs> loving it. <laughs> you know, I love I love every time I come you've actually oh, got a colour of paint yes. on your fingers. And so. that's when I'm not painting so you, know, <laughs> so you can't keep your fingers out of it. <laughs> it's only like five minutes before you came. <laughs> um, is there any particular, like you're a quote girl, okay, so this is going to be hard for you. Is there a particular quote that you go to uh, when you need to oh, just pull yourself back into line? Just one. Oh, well, one, one's one, a bit one. tricky. Um, as, as you see around my studio, I've got so many yeah. quotes, but um I, I, I think probably the one that springs to mind is yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. And that's why they call it the present. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So it's about being. Well, here. it's it's about being here in the moment. I mean, yesterday, the history thing, you can't change. It really doesn't matter what was gone before. We are not our old stories. No, no. And tomorrow, well, especially with COVID, everything's possible. You just don't know what's around the corner. Yeah. And I've met, uh, I, you know, some, uh, I've had pe beautiful people in my life that have passed away too early and you just don't know what the around the corner is. No. So it's about living in the moment. It's about using our blessings and our gifts to really embrace life even you know all the simple little things you know you look back one day and they were the big things there's another quote sorry but um <laughs> it's it's about being now and and really noticing the magic that's yeah. all around well I noticed that today like when we sat down and then we were having the you know trying to set ourselves up to get this working <laughs> and we did we had to keep on dropping into the it's okay Whatever comes out will be how it comes yeah. out. And I'm very grateful that you let that be the way we went. So it calmed me down in yeah. being my first video so uh, recording. Um, is there any particular song that is your favourite song oh. that you go to? Yes. There's lots of songs. And I find songs are quite magical too. They take you back to a moment in time and they really uh, can bring up some amazing things inside. But the one song that comes to mind is What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. Oh, I love that. When I was little, uh, my parents used to have it playing in the car or at home and I was always fascinated by that depth of his voice. What an amazing voice. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I was a, as a the preschool teacher and we we did a concert and, and all the children performed to What a Wonderful World and the, you know, <laughs> of green or whatever and then amazingly enough I was at a breakfast function only a couple of years ago and unbeknownst to me here comes Herb Armstrong the grandson of Louis oh okay and he could have been him 
and he just sang the song. Oh no! And I sat oh, there God. and I burst into tears, <laughs> and I was, oh my goodness! <laughs> and I was trying to sneak a photo, and he saw me, and he got me up dancing in front of everybody, oh, and it was wow. the most embarrassing but most beautiful moment ever. So that was really special, and we've stayed in touch, which oh, is so special. Um, and then when I had a my own profile video done I had that as the background music and when I went to um, Paris I found myself an amazing musical box with what a wonderful world oh, that was meant to be that was meant to be <laughs> and so my poor husband George I played in his ear when I want him to wake up in oh, the morning oh, that's so nice. yeah that's a nice thing very to do special. so what's life like on a daily basis and living in the present for you what um, rituals do you have as part of your day around doing this creativity that oh, you do? Oh, wow. Well, I do have quite a big practice. I yeah. um, I get up and I, I'm always dying to get up. I'm always awake so early. But I get up and I make my husband a coffee and take mine downstairs into my little room. And I do a beautiful uh, meditation, usually with Deepak and Oprah, oh, about great. grace and gratitude or you know, or limitless possibilities. And I play my little singing bowls. I do my little oracle cards. And it sets me up in such a way that whatever might have been going on, I'm at peace mm. with the day. And I go out then and I usually take a lovely run or walk through the national park. And I just see what magic happens every day. And there's always lots of it. And I always find little heart leaves, which sort of tell me I'm on the right track. And they say, oh, that's the person that's I was lovely. thinking of that I, you know, must remember to love them even more. <laughs> so you're very present when you're out there then. You're not oh, just tuning okay. out. Like a lot of people tune out. You can see when they're, because yeah. I'm down there every time in yeah. the morning too, but you see people walking and God, just actually look and see where you are. Mm, especially at the moment the mm. wildflowers are coming out mm. and uh, the whales are coming through and there was dolphins Magic. out there the other day and I like to say hello to every single person that comes <laughs> past so no it's really lovely yeah. a really wonderful way to be and we are very lucky here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you've got, so you've got Lumia is going to be something. Have mm -hmm. you got any dates yet set for that? Or where are you Not going? really. No. I'm just waiting for the Open Studios event to happen. Okay. Yep. And, and that's October, I think, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. that's the 1st, the 10th of October. Yeah. Um, and then I'm, I'm, I've had a lot of people come to me and so I'm just going to probably launch it after that. Okay. I want right. it to happen very organically and in mm. a very small, nurturing way. I don't want it to be big. And so I'm just putting it out there. Okay. So it's, it's a beginning. So it you'll get there. It certainly is, yeah. yeah. But Julia, we've actually got to the end of our time. Oh, it's just really quick. It's so quick. <laughs> Maybe it took longer setting up than we actually did do it. Um, so, yeah, this Julia Carter. So she's absolutely incredible artist. And I'm sitting here looking at the most beautiful art pieces oh, that totally relax you when you're sitting here. So mmm. I think I'll spend more time out here and bring, Please my, bring do. a cup of tea with me and just yeah. sit on your lounge, I think. Definitely. But, you're very welcome. Yeah. So You all are. <laughs> I think, um, oh, the other thing you were talking about before we go, you said something about you, you've you got some artwork. It was one of your other pinch me's um, something to do with the Wesley Hospital? What was that? Oh, I do have quite a lot of work in different medical places, which oh, means dear. the world to me because 
after happening what happened with my accident I believe my work can bring some healing and positive energy to others but I did a very very big painting of wildflowers uh some years ago uh, about eight years ago and just felt there was something in it that was incredibly special okay and there was a surgeon named Dr David Chin who had my work already and I contacted him and just said have you got any thoughts where this could be and he said hmm the Wesley Hospital oh, is now doing its foyer up. They're renovating. I'll go and have a chat. And when, before I knew it, they got my painting and they put it in the foyer of the Wesley Hospital. I donated it. Oh, yeah. And it just meant the world to me. Mm. That was probably the best highlight of my career because, yeah, it's just there to help people who need it. Mm. So it's interesting. That's... um probably what I was just saying just before that then, that the feeling of this room is healing, you know, so um, it is, your work is actually healing in a way. All of it makes you at least calm down. Like there's nothing erratic about any of your artwork. Mm. It's just all just absolutely incredible. So I would recommend if you're in Noosa, Aww. come and meet Julia. Oh, so, um, and just stand for a while in front, in front of her art. And um, yeah, so this is the end of episode 40 and the beginning of whether I do do videos <gasps> again. So we shall see how we go um, after this today. So thank you listeners for uh, listening and thank you, Julia. Thank you, Susan. It's been a great pleasure. Yeah, it's been so nice connecting with you again. Really great. Yeah, so we'll be talking a lot more. And and I said I will. I'll probably have Julia back on in future just to talk about (gasps) other side that's not the comfortable side for a creative. I know um, when you're actually in business, there's often you are the artist and then suddenly you're forced into this space of having to actually make it a business. So I know that actually happens Mm. to a lot of people, which um, we didn't really even tackle that at all, even in the questions I put forward to Julia. So, um, yeah, we'll have a chat about that because I think that um, is a big thing for people who are going to go into that creative space as their income. Um, How do you actually make that actually become something that doesn't stop you because having to make money off your creativity can be quite a challenge. And um, Mm. I know Liz Gilbert talks about that Mm. as well. Like she said, Mm. don't, don't put the pressure on your creativity no. to be your income. No, do it straight. You have to have it from the heart yeah. and then it flows. Yeah. And then the, the money will come, but mm. you can't make it the priority. No. Every time I sell a painting, it blows me away. I'm so, <laughs> I, I feel very blessed. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so have you got much in the way of um, artwork always available? For I have purchase? now, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. All right. Okay, good to know. All right. Well, thank you, listeners. And yeah, thanks again, Julia. So mm. uh, episode 41 will be, I think, in the next two weeks. I've got um, an editor from uh, my book is actually going to come on and we're going to have a chat about her take on how she went with reading mm. and editing the book for me and, you know, just her takeaways. So mm, it's a bit of a pre-launch of it. So That's wonderful. We shall see how we well go. Well done. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>